This is Kenny Green, the lead pastor of City Light Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith as we dive into the life-changing, life-giving Word of God. I hope you enjoy this message. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you so much for your presence that is sweeping through this room in such a powerful and, and tangible way. God, we just pray that you would continue to move in the hearts of your sons and daughters in this room. God, that we would leave here changed, looking more like Jesus, changed by your presence, changed by your glory. And God, we do. We acknowledge that we need you. God, we need a word for these dark days that we're living in. God, these crazy days, this crazy world that we're living in. God, we need you more today than we ever needed you before. And we're not ashamed to admit it. So God, would you meet with us now in a life-changing way? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, y'all may be seated. Can we just give God an ovation of praise for how he's moving? in this room. I want to take a moment and welcome you to City Light Church and welcome all of those that are watching with us online today and those that will be watching later this week. Can we just can we just give an expectation praise right now? Just out of expectation over what God is about to do as we dive into his word. Today we are diving into week three of our series entitled Who is God? And we begin this series by talking about how God is merciful. Anybody just thankful for the mercy of God? I know I know, I am. And then last week we talked about how God is my provider. And today we're, we're continuing this same thought of who is God. And today we're talking about how God is unchanging. God is unchanging. God does not change. Now, here's the thing about that. That's great news that our God is always the same. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But what can be really frustrating about this is, and what the problem with this is, is that God is unchanging, but the world around us is constantly changing. And it can be a little frustrating. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that can be a bad thing. Uh, but sometimes it can be a frustrating thing. Can we just get honest in the church today? Have you ever been frustrated before? Anybody? Anybody get frustrated on the way to church this morning? Come on, you want to admit that you and your spouse were fighting on the way and screaming at each other and, and screaming at the kids. Isn't it amazing that no matter how big the fight was, as soon as you get to the church parking lot, everybody loves each other, everybody loves Jesus, and you might have just been screaming at your kids, but you get out of that van and you say, blessed be the name of the Lord. We are highly favored in Jesus today, and we've got the peace and joy of the Lord. Devil is a lie. Amen. Come on, somebody. There was no peace in that car, right? Um, but but have you ever been frustrated before? Have you ever have you ever been frustrated with, with this crazy world that we're living in that's constantly changing around us? Let, let me ask you this. H have you ever been frustrated with yourself before? Frustrated with yourself. You know, I, I think I think it's crazy, you know, that we you get around people, and this kind of bothers me, those people that every time you're around them, it just looks like they're just perfect and everything is perfect about about everything about in their life. Everything is just great and perfect. How many of you know that everything may not be great and perfect? They may just be really good at being fake, right? 
right? Because church has become this place where we roll in and we pretend and we put on this facade and we put on this show and we act like everything is perfect in our life. But, but City Light Church is a church where you can come and just be real at. Amen? You can be real. You can kind of let your hair down and say, hey, I'm messed up. My spouse messed up. My whole family's messed up. We got issues. You got issues. We've all, we've all got problems and we can just be honest with ourselves. Can I, can I just be honest with you today? Can I be real with you today? Can I be transparent with you today? As your pastor, I get frustrated with myself. I really do. There are times in my life where I feel inconsistent. I, there are times in my life where I, I feel inconsistent with my health, with my eating, with my diet plan. Can I get a witness in this church today? It doesn't matter how many times I go on a diet. I might lose, you know, 10 pounds, and then I come off the diet, and then I gain back 15 pounds. And, I, and I'm just like, I, I feel like I lack self-control. I feel like I lack discipline. There are some days where I feel like I'm the best husband on the planet. I'm the best father to my children on the planet. And there are other days where I feel like I yell at my kids way too much. Come on, somebody. And I feel like I'm just dropping the ball left and right. And I just feel like I'm just inconsistent. And I feel like I'm a little incomplete. Uh, there are times in my life where I am self-centered. There are times where, hey, I want to be other-centered. I want to I want to pour into others. But there are times, I don't know about if you're like me, there are times where I want to make life all about me. Can I just be real with you today? And and I know I'm supposed to be the pastor. And I know I'm supposed to be this great man of faith. But but there are times where I get concerned about things. There, I've got fears. I've got doubts. I've got anxieties, just like anybody else does. And and if I'm just being honest with you, I get frustrated with myself. There are days where I'm ready to go out there and change the world and charge hell with a wet towel. Come on, somebody. And then there are other days where I feel like I can't even open up my Bible and take one step in the right direction. Are, are you like me? Do you ever do you ever get a little frustrated with yourself? I'm getting older too. And there are parts of my body I didn't even know existed that are hurting now. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Uh, I get sore for no reason. Like, you know, I used to I used to get sore and there was like a reason. Like I, I played a sport or I was doing some kind of exercise. But now it's like if it's cold outside, I get sore. Or if it's raining outside, I get sore. Like I'm sliding into that little age demographic where things just start hurting for absolutely no reason. Are y'all with me today? And and it can be it can be a little frustrating. It can be a little unsettling. At times I get frustrated like this world that we're living in. I get frustrated with this crazy world. Amen. And maybe if some of you were honest today, you would just be real and just get honest and say, you know what, I'm I'm a little frustrated too. I'm I'm a little unsettled too. I'm not panicking, but I am concerned. I'm not I'm not just losing my mind or complaining, but I am a little frustrated. So today what I want to do, I want to talk about an unchanging God that we can turn to in a world that is constantly changing around us. That there is a constant, that there is a God that never fails, that there is a God that never disappoints, there is a God that is always faithful, there is a God that we can turn to that will never change when we get frustrated with the world, when we get frustrated with other people, when we even get frustrated with ourselves. And, and here's, here's the big thought for today, and I pray uh, that we can all really grab a hold of this, and, and that is this, we get frustrated when we depend on a changing world instead of an unchanging God. 
We, we do. We, we, we get disappointed. We get frustrated when we begin to lean and trust in the wrong things. When we begin to lean and trust and put all of our hope and put all of our faith in the wrong places and in the wrong people. And when we begin to lean on our own understanding. And so if you're here today and you find yourself a little frustrated, you find yourself a little unsettled, you find yourself a little uneasy on the inside, then you're really going to be able to relate with the person, the author that wrote the passage of scripture that we're going to be looking at today. In Psalm 102, if you have a copy of God's word, that's where we'll be at today, Psalm 102. And you might ask, well, who is the author of Psalm 102? And we actually don't know who wrote it. Um, some scholars believe that, that David wrote it. Uh, when during Absalom's rebellion and he was running from Absalom. Um, other scholars believe that it was a prophet that was, um, that was in captivity and was hurting and was struggling. Uh, we don't know who it, uh, who it is or who the author is exactly, but, but one thing we know about this person is that this person was going through a really difficult season. He was going through a hard time in his life. And, and maybe you find yourself going through a hard time. Maybe you find yourself going through a trying season in your life where you really just, it's just like, it's just so much change and, and there's so much new and, and there's so much that just seems so uncertain and so unstable in your life. And, and if that's you today, the least bit, you're going to really be able to relate to the author. I believe God has a word for you today. Do you believe that God has a word for you today, church? Come on. That God wants to speak directly in into your situation because here's what's so amazing I am preaching from a book that was written by God that knows your heart that knows exactly what you need when you need it at the time that you need it and God is here in this place and he has a word for you today I really do believe that the Bible says in Psalm 102 verse 1 he says hear my prayer Lord let my cry for help come to you do not hide your face from me when I am in distress Turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. Watch this. For my days vanish like smoke. My bones burn like glowing embers. He's got some serious arthritis. Amen. My heart is blighted and withered like grass. I forget to eat my food. Like, can we just... Can we just be honest? Like, this guy's feeling it, isn't he, church? Like, he's struggling. Like, he's got some serious arthritis going on in his bones. Like, he's probably got some clinical depression going on. And, and he's, he's so messed up, he can't even remember to eat. Like, if you're not eating, come on, somebody. We love to eat, don't we, church? I love to eat. You know something's wrong with me when I'm not eating right, right? And so, like, he's feeling the pressure and the struggle of life. And he's in distress, and he feels hopeless. He, he can't eat. He can't sleep. He, he feels spiritually and relationally isolated in his life. Um, his world is unsettled, and it looks like there's nothing he can really count on. Everything around him is changing faster than he can keep up with. And how many of you know this world is changing around us faster than we can keep up with? Like, we just can't even keep up with it. It's just, it's changing so fast. It's, it's unstoppable. It's changing at an uncontrollable pace. I don't know if you noticed, but the rules change in the world, right? Like policies change. Come on, somebody. Uh, government officials change. Presidents change. Gas prices 
changed. Like it's probably gone up another dollar, you know, since we've been in this church service today. The weather changes. What's popular? It's constantly changing. As soon as you start doing what's popular, something new comes. And it's like, everybody was like, remember like several years ago, got to wear skinny jeans, right? So we had like 40-year-old people wearing skinny jeans, right? And we look crazy, right? And now everybody is moving back to baggy jeans. It's like, we just can't make the jump back and forth. And we're trying to keep up with this crazy changing world and everything around us is changing and when everything around us is changing it really does feel a little unsettling doesn't it it feels it makes it makes life feel a little uncertain but what can you and I count on in this incredibly uncertain world in a world where people will let you down church how many of y'all been let down by somebody People are going to let you down. You're going to go through financial pressure and struggle. You're, you're going to go through things that are bigger than you and stronger than you. And, and, and listen, the world, listen, the world, the shape that it's in, like every time you turn on the world news, it's like, how in the world, right when you think it can't get any worse, right? Something else happens. And it's like, what can you count on when everything around us is so uncertain? Here's what we can count on. You ready? We can count on an unchanging, all-powerful, faithful God in heaven. He's unchanging. He's a God that you can count in. He's a God that will never fail you, never leave you, never forsake you. He never changes. It's the attribute of God that theologians refer to as the immutability of God. It literally means, it's a theological term that means that God cannot change. And will not change. God cannot change and will not change. He stays the same through the ages. When everything else around you is changing, you can put your trust and your confidence in a God that never changes. The psalmist, as he's writing in Psalm 102, he, he feels a lot like a lot of us maybe feel today. He's anxious, he's he's unsettled, he's feeling the pressure of the world. Uh, maybe you feel like you know today you're here and you're like I don't know how you know we're going to get out of this financial crunch I don't know how we're going to pay the bills we we don't know how we're going to take this next turn next step you know some of you're like I don't know how we're going to afford to you know keep up with the mortgage maybe you feel like hey I don't even know if I can afford a full tank of gas right now come on somebody like like with everything that's going crazy in this world today and there's so much uncertainty all around us maybe you feel like you don't know what you're going to be able to do with a child that is just rebellious being rebellious and Maybe your marriage isn't quite where you, you want it to be. You've got, you've got problems. This, this guy in our passage is in a very similar place. And the same guy who cries out to God at the beginning of Psalm 102, Psalm 102, who doesn't really know if God is listening, who is really wondering if God is even listening to his prayer, if God's going to act swiftly on his behalf, he later says this in verse 25. He says, in the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth. So he's got some problems. And what he does, church, is he shifts his focus away from his problems and onto his awesome God. And things begin to shift in his attitude. Things begin to shift in his life. He says, in the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Uh, They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like clothing, you will change them, and they will be discarded. But you, God, remain the same, and your years will never end. We serve a God, church, who's constant. Amen? He's a God that never changes. So what I want to do today, I want to give you... 
I want to give you a lot of Bible verses today. We're going to look at a lot of different scriptures. Is that okay today? Anybody just love the word? Anybody hungry for the word today? Anybody glad that we're opening up the word today and we're getting the word? And so we're, you're going to want to write this stuff down. Uh, but first thing that we know about God is we know Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says this. It says, I the Lord do not change. God says, I do not change. Hebrews 13.8 says this about Jesus. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Hey, that's good news for somebody that feels like that God doesn't perform miracles anymore. That Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, right? If he healed the leper back then, then he can heal the cancer again today. If he, can, if, he could, if he did it back then, if he did the impossible then, if he opened the eyes of the blind then, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, I should never let anything hold me back from believing God for a miracle in my life today. One of the greatest things you could ever do is just, if you need a miracle in your life, go and read about some miracles that God performed all throughout Scripture. And it will begin to give you some hope and some confidence that if God did it back then, He can do it in my life again today. And you just got to get that in your spirit. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so, wh what does that mean to us? What that means is, is there was never a time when God was not God. God has never ceased to be God. He's always been God. He's, he's the first. He is the last. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He has no beginning. He has no end. He always has been. He always will be. He is holy. He is perfect. He is true. He is without spot. He is without blemish. And because he's perfect, he can't get any better. Because if he could get any better, that would suggest that he wasn't perfect. And because he's perfect, he can never get any worse. Because then, he would be incomplete then. He is the God who is holy and there is no other like him he says I am the Lord and I do not change he's God now what does that mean to us meaning that you're here today and you've got some real issues in your life you've got some things that you need God to do and you got some areas of your life where you really feel like you need God to move and so there's an unchanging God that you can turn to in an ever-changing world and when you feel unsettled when you feel like your life is kind of spinning out of control the greatest thing you could do is just lift your eyes to the hills lift your eyes away from your problem and lift your eyes onto your God who is unchanging who is all-powerful who is great who will never leave you never forsake you who's always faithful some of you, you you've got teenagers right now and they're letting you know how much you need God in your life right now Come on, somebody. I've got, I've got a seven-year-old that thinks he knows it all. I can't imagine a 13-year-old. Like, are you kidding me? Like, wow. And, and guess what? Those, those moments in your lives where you feel like you're out of control, those are the moments that God wants to use to point you to the one that is in control. And so these things that we complain about are actually a blessing if we can see them and realize that there are things in our lives that we feel like we cannot control and God wants to use them to push you into a dependency on the one who is in control. So you're worried about the economy, you're complaining about the economy, but God wants to use the economy that is unstable to point you to a God that is stable. So, so that's, that's the point of God. That's what God wants. You've got people in your life that told you one thing, and then they did the exact opposite. You got a person that told you they would always be there for you. And then as soon as you needed them, they were not there for you. You guess, guess what that just did? It created an opportunity for you to depend on a God who is there for you. 
When they don't answer in the middle of the night, guess what? I know a God who's unchanging, who is faithful, who is always there. When you can call upon Him, when nobody else will answer, you can call upon Him. (laughs) Financial stress. Listen, body hurts. Come on. Spoiler alert. Your body is aging. Come on, somebody. It don't matter how much Mary Kay you use. It don't matter how many vitamins you take. Everything's going to wrinkle and sag. Okay? Is that, is that encouraging today? It's just, it's just a part of life, you know? You can't really, you can fight against it as, as long as you can. But things are changing in your body. There's going to come a time where you're going to have to go to the bathroom three times trying to watch Top Gun Maverick. Come on, somebody. And, and how are you going to miss a second of Top Gun Maverick? Like, come on. Like, it's just devastating, right? But, but there's changes that are taking place. And so, so what do we do in a world that's constantly changing? What do we do when we feel like we can't count on anything? We count on an unchanging, almighty, all-powerful God in heaven. So what I want to do very quickly, I'm not going to take much more of your time. We'll be, we'll be out of here. You'll be getting some fried chicken, whatever you like. And we'll be getting to lunch quick today. But I want to give you, I want to give you three qualities of God that never change. And, and the world, no matter how hard the world tries to change these things about who God is, that it'll just never happen because these are unchangeable attributes of who God is. Uh, the first thing I want to show you, a quality uh, that is unchanging, that is connected to God, is God's Word never changes. God's Word never changes. Not one jot, not one tittle, not one little letter. Like, it does not change. It's, it's, it's active, it's alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any double-edged sword. Um, Isaiah 40, verse 8 says this. <clears throat> it says, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. God has elevated his word above his own name. Think about that. Don't you think we need to get into it? Are are you with me? Are you with me, church? Don't we think we need to prioritize the word of God in our churches, in our families, in our homes, in our lives? Listen, we've got to get in the word of God. I'm telling you right now, if you will get into the word of God and let the word of God get into you, it will transform everything about your life. Listen, you need it. It, You need it like you need the oxygen in your lungs to sustain. So how, how long have you gone without the nourishment of the word of God? The unchanging word of God. And and listen, uh, society and culture is trying to change the word of God, trying to put question marks over God's exclamation points, but nothing can change the word of God. Don't twist the word of God. Don't Don't dilute the word of God. The word of God is never changing. You know what we need in our churches? We need to get back to the word. We've got to get back to the word of God. It's enduring. It's irrevocable. There's not one promise that returns void. Come on, somebody shout amen. It's indestructible. It has stood the test of time. The word of God is living. It's powerful. You try to read it and it will read you. You can't change it, but it will change you. If you get into it and let it get into you. What gave Jesus victory in the wilderness against Satan? Can I, can I preach to you for a second? 
Y'all remember when Jesus was baptized? And he was baptized in the Jordan River? And the word of God spoke over him? And he said, this is my son, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. The word of God spoke over him. This was like a prophecy being fulfilled. This was like a mountaintop moment for Jesus. Like the windows of heaven opened up. A dove descended upon him. And the father, the maker, the creator of the universe speaks from heaven and says, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Like it don't get no better than that. Like that's the highlight of Jesus' life. And then immediately as he come out of the water, the Bible says that the Spirit led him into the wilderness. So now he has gone from the mountaintop to the wilderness. He's gone from the greatest moment of his life to the biggest attack of his life. And it was the word of God in the water that was spoke over him. But it was the word of God that came out of him when he was in the wilderness when the enemy attacked him. You don't just need a word spoken over you. I can speak a word over you every single Sunday. But until the word gets on the inside of you, you've got to get the word in you. Because you're going to be in a wilderness situation. You're going to be tempted by the enemy. And if there is no word in you, you will not have the victory. The word of God was spoke over him in the water. The word of God came out of him in the wilderness. Every time Satan tempted him, what did he do? He quoted a verse from Deuteronomy. He beat the devil with the word. If Jesus needed the word to beat the devil, how much more do you and I need the word to beat the devil? The word of God, I'm telling you right now, it's got to be a big part of our lives. Number two, the second thing that never changes, God's character never changes. You're never going to change who God is. You're never going to change it. People will change how they see God and even change what they believe about God and try to say all these things about. But listen, you'll never change his character. You see, God, he doesn't have to ask for wisdom to be wise because he is wisdom. He, he didn't have to, to, to encounter love to be able to give out love because he is love. He didn't have to be shown mercy by anybody to give mercy because he is mercy. He didn't have to experience grace to understand how to show it to somebody else because he's a God of grace. He's a God of truth. And his character never changes. And so the fact of the matter is, this is another thing that will never change about God. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Some of you right now, you're running from God in your own heart. You're running from God right now. You know you are. God's calling on you. He's convicting you. And you're pushing God out. And you're pushing God out. Listen, you'll never be able. You can run from him, but you can't hide from him. He will never give up on you. His goodness will always come after you and come after you and come after you and come after you. Because it is the kindness of the Lord that leads to repentance. You just can't change his character. It's who God is. That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39, and this is one of those verses, it's Pentecost Sunday, it, it could just make an Episcopalian shout. That's how good this is right here. Watch what it says. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship 
or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. No, in all these things. It don't get no worse than trouble. It don't get no worse than hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword. No, in all these things. Who are we? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He said... For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, demons, present nor future, powers, height, depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I feel like somebody just needs to be reminded right now in this room. God never gave up on you. God never will give up on you. God never stopped loving you. And God will never stop loving you. His goodness is coming after you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody that ran from God and you came back to God and it was the love of the Father that came chasing you down when nobody else would chase you down and everybody else gave up on you? God did not give up on you. God help me. Where would we be without the love of God? Where would we be without the mercy of God and the grace of God? I'm telling you, I'm getting excited right now because I remember busted, broke down, disgusted in a jail cell. Almost 17 years to the date. Everybody gave up on me. The whole world gave up on me. Society, the criminal justice system had given up on me. But when everybody else gave up on me, my God didn't give up on me. Kept loving me. Kept pursuing me. Kept chasing after me. And it was that kindness. It was that love. It was that grace that got my attention. I said, you know what? If if there is a God that loves me like that, I'll give my life to him. I'll do anything he asks me to do. It was his love. That's the character of God. Our God is always good. Amen? Amen? Oh, he's good. He, he cannot not be good. He cannot not be loving. He cannot not be gracious. Because it would be a contradiction of his character. That's why it says, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me. That's our God. He's always good. So remember, in these difficult days that we're in, you know what I'm doing? I'm trying to preach against something. I'm pushing against something in the world that says well you know God's word that's what it meant back then it don't mean that anymore I'm pushing against what the culture is telling you I'm pushing against what the world is telling you the world wants you to think that God doesn't heal anymore the world wants you to think that God's not in the business of changing the unchangeable anymore the world wants you to think that the economy's unstable, we all just need to lose our minds and go sell everything we have and go live in a bunker. The world wants us to think, well, because the world is so unstable and because the country is so unstable, the church can never be stable. God help me preach. The church is not built on a country. It's not built on a nation. It's not built on who's in the office of the presidency. It's not built on an unstable economy. Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. I feel like preaching. He said, I'm building this thing on me. No matter what comes against it. 
No matter what comes against your life, no matter what comes against your family, if you will build it on Jesus, the wind will come. The rain will come. The floods will rise. But when it's all done, you'll still be standing there. Because you built your house on an unchanging God. Number three as I close. God gave me my voice back. I might as well preach. Third point. End with this. God's promises never change. God's promises never change. You know, when the world begins to squeeze you and the world begins to kind of cave in on you, we got to just get to that secret place with God. And we got to get some promises. And we got to stand on the promises of God's word. Don't raise your hand today, but how many of you have ever had somebody break a promise to you? Right? Somebody broke a promise. They promised something and they didn't do it. It's devastating, right? It hurts. You feel betrayed when you think somebody's going to have integrity and they don't. When you think somebody's going to tell the truth and they're not. When you think someone's always going to stand by you and they don't. It's devastating. Listen. Listen, church. People are fickle. People are fickle. People are up and out. They, they, will, they will shout Hosanna one day. And the same people that shouted Hosanna will shout crucify you the very next day. That's why you don't need to put too much of your confidence in what people say about you. Because one day they're for you and the next day they're against you. What you need to do is put your confidence not in what people say about you, but put your confidence in what God says about you. Because what God says about you does not change, and what God thinks about you does not change based on who you are or what you're doing. What God says about you and how he thinks about you and how he loves you is based on who his son is and what he's done for you. And so I want to put my faith in the promises of God's word people are fickle but God is faithful again guess what when people leave your life you know what it is here it is it's an opportunity for you to see a God that doesn't leave your life what am I trying to get you to do stop putting so much faith in people people will let you down and if you put so much faith in people and when that person disappoints you your whole paradigm gets destroyed because you built your life on them when you should have built it on Jesus. The promises of God. Somebody's pulling this out of me right now. His promises never change. Random question. How many of you like gift cards? Anybody? Are you like, you about to give one out to everybody? You know? I'm looking at all the people that didn't raise their hand. I'll make sure I never get you a gift card, by the way. And, uh, so it's like, you know, gift cards just aren't personal. You know, they are. I can buy whatever I want with a gift card. Like, you know, give me, especially the Visa ones. Amen. Can I get a witness up in here? But gift cards, there was an article that was written about gift cards. And an article on unspent gift cards said this. It said there's about $15.5 billion on gift cards that have not been used. Think about that now. If we all just went and got our gift cards and put it in the offering, 
Could you imagine? We might just be able to pay off the buildings. I don't know what we'd be able to do. But $15.5 billion unspent in gift cards. Some of you right now, you're going, I know, I know. I got my, I got my Chili's gift card. I know I got $7.05 left on it. Come on, somebody. Anybody love Chili's, by the way? I go to Chili's. You ever want to go out to I'll go to Chili's. You tell me we're going to Chili's. We'll go. We'll go to Chili's. We'll have a good time. Some of you are like, I'm going to use my gift card, get my free appetizer today to, to Chili's, right? But a lot of you probably have a gift card maybe that somebody gave you, but it's unused, not redeemed, waiting for you to get what that card promised you could have that you haven't gotten yet because you haven't applied what's on the card to get the value out of the gift that somebody wanted to give you. There's value on it. It's promised to you. It's yours. You just haven't applied it to your life. Could I suggest to you today that there could be thousands upon thousands of promises in God's word that could add so much value to your life that God has for you that are waiting for you in heavenly places. You just got to apply it. You just got to grab a hold of it. He's paid the price. He's blessed you with the gift. And yet you haven't received the promise that he has for you. What are the promises of God? What are they? Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 1.20. He said, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. What? Whatever he's promised. Is he a God who would lie to you? Is he a God who can't keep promises? No. It's for you. He's no respecter of person. If you are in Christ, you are his child. And he loves you as his own. In the same way, I am ridiculously in love with all of my kids. And how I want to be generous to them. And when they want something, I want to give it to them if I can. If it's going to help them and if it's good for them. Why? Because I love them. It's in my heart to want to bless my children. Hello? Anybody want to bless your kids? And you're like, no, they don't deserve nothing. You need to get it to this altar today. I know my kids drive me crazier than anybody's kids. And I still want to bless them. I still love them. This is what you say. This is what you tell me you say. I'd give them the whole world if I could. The Bible says, if you as an earthly father know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your father in heaven know how to give good gifts? It's in his, it's in his heart to, to want to bless you. He's got promises for you. And it's not just so you can have a better way of life and so you can be blessed materialistically. That's, that's not what it's about. Oftentimes, it's for things far better than material blessings. It's, it's blessings in your ministry. It's, it's spiritual blessings, eternal blessings, or relational blessings. In your calling, in the way that God wants to use you. But I want you to understand is that no matter what you're facing today, no matter what's coming against you, no matter what you got going on in your own heart, no matter the pain that you're enduring, maybe you can't sleep at night, maybe you're like the guy in Psalm 102, and you're praying, 
He's like, God, I hope that you hear me. I, I wish that you hear me. God, I, I pray that you hear me. God, are you, are you there? Do you see me? I'm hurting? I'm struggling? Do you care about me? That God's promise to you is yes and amen. What are some of God's promises? Well, there's so many, but you got to start somewhere. Can we start somewhere? Y'all want to hear some promises? He promises that when you hope in the Lord, he will renew your strength. Anybody feel weak today spiritually? Can, can I be transparent with you? These last three weeks have been spiritually exhausting for me. Spiritually exhausting. Physically, spiritually exhausting. And you know what I've had to do almost every day? I've had to put my hope in the Lord. And I have found that He is a God that will renew my strength. I didn't know if I was going to be able to preach the second service. My voice went completely out in the first service. Completely. Couldn't even speak. We were going to play the video today. Could you imagine? By the way, you got a completely different sermon, didn't they? But we got in there and we got some salt water and we got some honey and we got some prayer. We got some prayer. That's what we got. And guess what? I got to experience a God that renewed my strength so I could do what he's called me to do. And he'll do it for you too this week when you feel like you can't do what God's called you to do. When you feel like I can't even show up to church today. When you feel like I can't be that blessed. I can't be that voice of reason. I can't share my faith. Whatever, whatever it is, you turn to him. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the words that you need. But you got to turn to him. He promises that no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. He promises that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you can fear no evil, for he is with you. His rod and his staff comfort you. He promises you that his mercies are new every morning, that you may be hurting in the evening, but joy comes in the morning. Is this helping anybody? He promises that any time you're tempted by your spiritual enemy, whose mission is to steal, kill, and destroy, God will always give you a way of escape. Always. There's always a way out. And even if you do give into the temptation, and even if you do sin, He has promised that if you will confess your sin, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from the sin and all unrighteousness. That's a promise in God's Word. So no matter what you're facing, He, he promises in Christ you are more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. You have the same Spirit living on the inside of you that raised Christ from the dead. If you are in Christ, he promises your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Nobody can blot it out. Not the devil, not your mess up, not your screw up. And Jesus has gone ahead of you and he's already started preparing a place for you. He's promised that he's coming back. And one day a trumpet from heaven will sound and the dead in Christ will rise. And those who are believers will meet them in the air and you will reign and rule with him forever in a place where there will be no more crying, no more tears, no more shootings, no more death, no more hate, no more division, no more racism. Come on somebody and you'll reign and rule with him forever. For all eternity. That's the hope we've got to look forward to. So his word never changes. 
His character never changes. And His promises never change. I know you're going through something right now. You're going through something. But this isn't the first time you've gone through something. Listen to me. This isn't the first time your marriage got shaky. He pulled you through last time, didn't he? He can pull you through this time. This isn't the first time you got the diagnosis from the doctor. You got in remission last time. God can get you in remission this time. Listen, listen. It's the same God. It's the same God. Touch your neighbor say, it's the same God. It's the same God. It's the same God. The same God that got us through the last recession will get us through the one that's coming. Isn't that good news? The same God that didn't leave you back then is the same God that won't leave you today. The same God that fixed your marriage last time can fix it again today. It's the same God. The same God that set you free from the addiction then. It's the same God that set you free from the addiction today from the depression, from the anxiety, from the discouragement. It's the same God. This ain't your first time going through something. Why are you panicking right now? Why are you acting like this is the first time this has ever happened? There isn't nothing new under the sun. We've been here before. We've been in worse situations than this before. And God pulled us through then. He can do it again. With heads bowed and eyes closed as we respond to the word of God in an attitude of prayer maybe you're here you say I've got some struggles I've got some things going on in my life that are too big for me to fix man I've got stuff that's just changing all around me changing within me and it's pushing me in the wrong direction and I know I need God's word I know I need God's love And I know I need some promises to cling to. I just ask that you would pray for me today. If that's you, could you just be honest and raise your hand today? Don't just be perfect and act like everything's good today. Let's just be honest today. I need God. In this situation, in this hurt, in this pain, in this struggle. You know, until you get honest before God, you may never get the breakthrough that you need. If we can't be honest in here, where can we be honest at? And I know maybe you was at a church before, you know, years down the road ago, whenever it was, maybe weeks ago, whatever it was, and you got honest in a church and they threw you to the side because you finally got honest. This ain't that church. At City Light Church, it's okay to not be okay. And we can't know that you're not okay unless you tell us and some of you just need to know right now you're not okay hear me you're not okay and you need to quit lying to yourself I can do this I can I can swallow a pill have a few drinks here and there and I can I can have a little dope here and there I'm you know I'm I'm not all in I'm you know you don't know what you're playing with and I don't want to have to go and preach your funeral because you thought you were okay and you're not okay this is a place where you can just get real and honest before God just say God I'm, 
I can't put on a show anymore. God, I can't, I can't, I can't. God, I'm, I'm a mess on the inside. I'm hurting on the inside. I'm trying to hold it all together. I'm trying to look like I got it all together, but I'm falling apart. I wonder if you'd just be honest before God and say, God, I need you. God, I need you. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks for those of you that give generously to City Light Church. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you'd like to begin partnering with us financially, you can click the link to give now in the description, or you can go to citylightchurch.cc forward slash give. And if God is using this podcast in your life, you can subscribe today. You can click the share button and help us get the word out to the world. Thank you for listening and God bless.